back to the Craft and Career podcast series that features conversations with professional creatives from the arts, entertainment, and media industries, engaging guest approaches to craft, to career, and even learning how those two can work together. We're so excited to have the chance to dive deeper with our previous guest, Hanoi Hunterkull, Yale College class of 15, a remarkable AI research scientist, composer, and cultural technologist from Bangkok, Thailand. Last time we had the opportunity to navigate the space between Hanoi's interlacing interest in both music and technology. If you missed it, his advice on sustainable approaches to both craft and career were incredibly thoughtful. So make sure to go back and give it a listen if you can. Welcome back, Hanoi. So, reopening this conversation, which uh, last episode we were able to really dive into the, the, the complication between the two paths of the, the career side and the craft side, and specifically the science and technology side from your background, but then the musical and, and creative practice that has always been involved and continues to be involved. One thing I feel we didn't necessarily dive as, as deeply into was, was the actual like, you know, hands-on project basis of all the really interesting you know, um, uh, things that you you've been involved in. So, so maybe we could just open it up there. Could you tell us a little bit more about those experiences that you had during Google AI, the, the DDSP, the tone transfer, sound in India, the, the, those sorts of things. Fidular, I think, was another one that was really interesting. Yeah. Maybe just unpack a little bit more about that, keeping in mind the, this, this dual question, like how much of these projects has been feeding you on more the industry side of things and mm-hmm. how much has been benefited from or, you know, has has expanded your horizon when it comes to your own practice. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really, really good. Uh, that's really, really good question. A lot to unpack there. The the way that I like to begin talking about um, the work that I do, and especially some of these projects, is actually uh, starting off with um, how music and the technology are related. Because sometimes when 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 I when I when I talk about this, you know, people are like, wait, 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 those two things are related. Like what? I thought, you know, once. And and the 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 analogy the his, um, the story that I like to give is actually that um, technology and music go hand in hand, and if they've gone in hand in hand, actually for all of uh, humankind. Um, so if we think of technology uh, back in the Stone Age, like technology was just like sharp stones. And we used, you know, while we were being hunted by like saber toothed tigers and, you know, all the, we decided that it would be great use of our time to like punch little holes into um, the bones of animals and make flutes with, with, uh, with the, right. the, the tools that we had at the time, right? So that is an example of using the technology available at the time to make musical instruments that made music. And then when technology got better, once we, ha- once we figured out how to carve wood, for example, and develop tools to actually make you know, wooden homes and cartwheels and ships, that same technology enabled us to make like violins and fiddles and all these different kinds of um, uh, you know, classical fiddles from across Southeast Asia or the Middle East. And then once we figured out how to make you know, steam engines and brass and you know, we came into the metal age, uh, we also used that technology and then made like saxophones and, and trumpets. And at each of these phases, uh, it was these musical instruments that actually gave birth to new genres of music. I will go as far as to say that like modern electronic music would not be here without the invention of the modern laptop. Like it and rock and roll would not exist as a genre if it wasn't for the electric guitar. Um, so it's almost like musical genres actually come into existence 
because there's actually a technology that enabled it. Of course, there's, you know, the, the pioneers and the musical genius um, and, you know, the, the moments of inspiration that, that led to that artistically. But I think another very strong pillar is actually, well, the electric guitar got invented so Jimi Hendrix could actually do all those, like, crazy um, solos. Uh, so in that light, uh, essentially right. what, my, what I'm really passionate about and the work that I do is essentially just in this long history of technology for music is figuring out like how do we use today's technology um, to create these new musical instruments to create these new musical tools that that enable musicians and artists to create art that has never been created before just like technology has done uh, since you know the stone age um, essentially so the you know that's fantastic could, could, could I insert one question in that just because um, the I, I, that's both fascinating and and once you say it 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 totally makes sense right like you, i i i i'm immediately converted to a, an understanding um which which <laughs> great, great. you know is it's well done um but i know in your background like you know you had a gap year experience where you you actually went you know back to thailand and you were working hands-on and creating traditional instruments from hundreds if not thousands of years ago um how influential was that in your process to, to actually you know, be firsthand, you know, tangible, you know, smelling of elements kind of a, a, an experience. How, how formative was that for you? Extremely, extremely formative. Probably okay. that, that experience that I had during my gap year, which is also the reason why when uh, younger uh, fresh grads ask me if they want to do a gap year, usually if they have a pretty good idea, I always just, 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 go, just go do it. It's like that. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I apprenticed with a luthier in the north of Thailand, um, just outside of, uh, just, just, um, outside of my mom's hometown in the north of, in the north of Thailand. And actually, like, you know, like learning how to use like a carpenter's lathe, uh, you know, like chopping coconuts, uh, learning how to speak the northern Thai dialect because my, my, um, my, um, the luthier insisted on speaking in northern Thai with me. It was a very, very formative process because, you know, it's it's I, I that that is like a form of technology, and it was it was and up until then I had been um, you know immersed in you know like technology in terms of like electrical engineering and like physics and the things that you would see in like the CID and like circuits. Um, right. But it was an opportunity, once I had like hands-on experience with this, it was an opportunity to actually combine these two worlds together, but not just intellectually, but like literally at the craft level, um, right. you know, at the, at the right. tool yep. at the tool level. And, you know, um, so it was an opportunity for me to combine, you know, that entire spectrum of thought together. But most importantly, as I talked about in the um, previous episode, it was an opportunity for me to really connect these technical skills that I had built up and I really enjoyed with the immediacy of the cultural um background that I was being immersed in and actually seeing that, you know, we're still building fiddles the same way that we did like thousands of years ago. Like, what would these look like if we had uh, 3D printing uh, and, and, and use 3D printing to, to aid uh, this process? And it was such a meaningful experience for me because I really felt like I found sort of like where someone like me could fit into 
this big world of um, so many, you know, amazing discoveries to be had. Um, yeah. And I felt like this, it, it was a moment for me where I could connect everything that I had learned in my physics classes and, you know, the CEID and myself as a musician, but connect it with um, Thailand, connect it with uh, Southeast Asia. And, um, it, you know, I, it, it was really, really a defining process, uh, a, a, yeah. a defining moment um, uh, for me. And it also like leads very nicely to the work that I did, you know, um, later on that was not on 3D printing, that was on AI and machine learning at, at Google. But it was all based around this idea of there's always a way of connecting, you know, technology with music and, te yeah. and c connecting it with the home culture and the people and the histories and traditions that, that, that I grew up in that make me who I am. Right, because you mentioned last time a, a, a staked interest in this, the uncovery of sort of the Western bias that's involved mm. in a lot of the musical tradition, which is interesting when we think about the the the, the walkthrough, the, the 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 well you know con considered walkthrough of as technology has advanced, a lot of those ages at least have been codified in some ways, whether it be through war or nation or, or you know those kinds of identifications with the Western system. So, so maybe you could tell me a little bit more about how both that experience, you know, back home, and also how you were able to, you know, siphon some of that and be inspired by that in ways that have been formative, more on a even ideological level of understanding what impact that you can have with music. Mm. Yeah, d definitely. That's a really, really good question. And actually, it's um, it is the center thesis to all of the work that 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 I do, and uh, a very, very strong. Um, uh, you know, th th so so this whole area of uh, thinking about how do we design technologies to embrace multiple cultures and traditions. So if you're going to design a musical technology, it should work uh, just as well uh, for jazz and Bach, but it also needs to work just as well for you know uh, classical Thai music, classical Indian music classical music from from um, Japan and unfortunately you know the, the the way that the industry and the scope is right now is that 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 is not uh, how, how te technology is designed and so this idea of designing for a plurality of cultures is something that I, I I've been trying to spearhead as like transcultural um, technology um, so it's technologies that you know transcends like cultural boundaries because it's designed to work um, across multiple traditions and cultures um, I had a, I had the opportunity of, of really diving deep into this from like the AI perspective um, when I was a AI resident at, at Google working with um, the Magenta team. The Magenta team focuses on you know the intersection of music and uh, machine learning, and um, collaborating with my, my mentors there, um, we were able to develop you know this technology called DDSP, which you can read about you know in in, in the paper. But essentially, what it allows you to do is it it, it allows you to build very, very great models of musical instruments. Um, and we can do it with very, very small amounts of data. And there's this uh, really fun demo, actually, if you're listening to this uh, uh, um, session right now, you know, you should just type in tone transfer on in Google and just go play around with it. But what okay. you can do is you can, you know, transform your voice into like the sound of many, many of like a flute or a violin. And I actually have a demo where like I take the sound of this AI model that's actually been trained uh, on, you know, one of the fiddles that I made in Thailand, like literally the fiddle that I made that has all of these weird 
sounds that it also makes because I, you know, wasn't the, you know, I, it was like one of the first that I made. So, it, you know, it has like right. this twangy sound when I, when I bow my fiddle. But we trained like an AI model on that. And then you could take like the Mabira, um, which is, uh, you could take the Mabira, which is an instrument from uh, Zimbabwe, and like take that sound and actually re render it, you know, in the sound of like a Thai fiddle. Or you can take wow. the sound of a bird and get all the precise chirps of the bird uh, to get re rendered, you know, as a sound of, uh, uh, you know, um, flute or something like that yeah and this yeah. is actually something that um was not possible before because um you know for example some machine learning models when you actually supply the data to the the system you know you have to say like oh this is like the note c or like this is the note e or f but not all musical cultures and traditions Use that. can be codified into like you know c e e and f so it's almost like that technology is just um, completely disconnected uh, from the musical tradition, but uh, using something like tone transfer or GDSP, um, we actually you know model like uh, you know the fundamental frequencies and the you know the fundamental physics of how sound is being produced, which opens us up to way a, a much larger gamut of musical traditions, and it was really meaningful for me um, because you know when I was working on these fiddles uh, in northern Thailand. It was like I was incubating this idea where it's like, wait, so you can combine, you know, these long traditions of like woodworking with like 3D printing and like actually make a new piece of technology like this modular fiddle that, you know, lets you take all these different cultural elements from different um, musical instruments from different countries and build your own hybrid fiddle. But the important thing is that it was like a very small scale project. Like it's just this small little project called like musical instruments. But then when I was at Google, you know, Google is a massive company. Right, and, right. Uh, and to be able to actually work on this project, but to figure out a way of doing it that also works like at a very large scale where you have like hundreds of thousands of people actually being able to interact with the technology and being mm -hmm. able to not just uh, interact with the technology but what was really fun was you know I was able to work with colleagues who were very very sensitive um, to these issues of you know how does machine learning and AI cause could potentially cause like the next AI powered cultural appropriation for example right um, right you know working with colleagues who were very very sensitive about these issues um, but then crafting like this experience you know that is tone transfer um, that people could experience with you know at scale uh, that still has these ideas that are true and all inspired by those, you know, that initial experience that I had uh, um, in in the Luthiers workshop in northern Thailand. So right, that was a very, right. very, yeah, a, a very, um, a, 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 I don't know what, the, like a, a culminating I would moment. say re rewarding. Rewarding, <laughs> rewarding moments uh, where all these things really came together. And, and am, am I right that that technology or app was was used for the sounds of India? Was that was that a yeah, carryover of that? That, that? Yes. So that's the same technology being used in different uh, it, it being used in different projects. So um, for uh, Indian Independence Day, we basically worked with um, local. We, we worked with some. Um, masters of uh, three classical Indian instruments and then like trained AI models on those. And then on Indian Independence Day, uh, you, uh, our friends in India could actually 
sing the national anthem, and then we use this technology to actually take what they sang and like change it into the sound of the bansuri, uh, which is a flute-like instrument, um, the sarangi, which is a sort of like a bowed violinish-like instrument, and then um, the shanai, which has it's like a double reeded instrument, so it has a, a like a piercing tone, a more piercing, sharper uh, a tone. But we were able to, yeah, build models of these instruments and have... What was super exciting was, uh, you know, people were so excited about this technology and we were, you know, monitoring, like, the Twitter feeds in, 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 uh, from India. But uh, people were really excited to interact with culture, like, via this interface of technology and to see uh, culture in a very, very different way um, through, you know, uh, cutting-edge technologies like uh, AI and machine learning. Yeah, yeah, that's another great example um, of of that that carryover, right? That this mm. interest, this seated interest that you've had, um, you could almost say, you know, both of these in some senses are, are digging deep into tradition, even even pre classical tradition, um, you know, yeah. uh, and and localized tradition, and but then allowing you know modern Google, <laughs> all encompassing sort of technologies that it, through accessibility actually like being able to bring back to the surface like some of these ancient patterns. That's um, it's phenomenal in its in its own right, and but I it, it brings up a question. Um, as as that being one of the cores of your interest, right? Um, could you talk more about what? Because I don't think anyone would ever think of like um, traditional or classic, you know, when they think of TikTok. Um, so so could you tell us more about the, uh, the more you know recent bent that you've had in the kinds of projects you're working on and what you're doing now, and and the, and and what kind of level of of similar or relatable reward that you've been able to experience in that in that path. Yeah. So uh, when I was at Google, I worked in a company that uh, I worked in a team that you know open sourced a lot of our a lot of our research to to the public. It was a huge part of um, the Magenta team. At TikTok, unfortunately, I can't talk too much about uh, what, okay, what, I, I, what 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 I'm currently what I'm currently working on. Unfortunately, gotcha. Um, but I, the, what, what I can say is that um, if you you know. Are you are are you on TikTok? Yes, no. <laughs> my my daughter is. My, my both okay. of uh, t- two of my four children are on TikTok. Actually, three of my four children are on. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so uh, music plays a very big part uh, in in TikTok, both in terms oh, yeah. of yep. uh, the kind of content that's on TikTok, and actually, you know, for the musician, maybe for um, some of the more music or creative roles, like TikTok actually plays a huge part of how you get your music heard and your your art scene in 2021. Um, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it plays a huge part in that. So music um, music uh, plays a very very big role in, in in TikTok. And essentially, what the what what I do um, as a research scientist there is to think about ways of using AI and machine learning technologies to develop tools that enable musicians. But also non-musicians uh, alike uh, on the platform uh, to 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 make music um, essentially. So some public uh, pu- some public projects that are already out there that you can actually try um, are things like we have you know like music effects where you can like make your own you know drum. Uh, drum beats and we have um, music effects that for example sync to any song that you pick on TikTok and it will like do a bunch of really cool animations uh, in the background those are the kinds of things that are already out there uh, and there's a mm-hmm. lot more like exciting stuff uh, definitely to come 
beneath the hood that you're working on, and we, we, we look forward yes. to hearing more about <laughs> it when, when, when that information is available. Um, I, can, I can imagine, given your track record and the, the projects you've worked on in the past, just to how, how interesting that must be. Um, so um, almost, almost out of time for, for today, um, what, maybe we'll leave it open for like, what, what's one other thing that you'd like our audience, our students, our, whoever else is out there listening uh, to know about or be, be thinking about or be chewing on when it comes to, to these kinds of interests within you know, uh, uh, careers and crafts? Yeah, so uh, I think you know, there, there are a couple of uh, you know, um, fresh grads and also undergrad students that, that reach out to me to, to you know, ask about like, oh, like you're doing like music and technology, like what is the industry like and how are these things kind of combined together? Or they'll have some other kind of creative, um, creative discipline, like maybe it's dance or maybe it's um, um, pastel painting. Uh, th things like this and you know they're also doing like other things too and yeah. what, what i what i always try to say is that i feel like what's what's really exciting about today's world is that there are a lot of opportunities to combine these together um in ways that like you never thought possible um so so it's uh what's important is that if you know you're passionate about more than one thing um to definitely keep working on those different passions um, that you have so you know if, if you feel strongly about two subjects then like you should go ahead and like double major in it or or you know do a minor right. in, in it or something like that because the world is changing so fast that like you can't triangulate really like what the mark like what will be demanded in in the future the only thing that you can be sure of is like what you want to do and you know what what makes you like invigorated right. and right. excited um because like i said like i could never triangulate back when I was at Yale to land on the current role and job that I'm doing right now. It's completely like that, that's completely impossible. And I feel like, you know, for for current grads who are, who are thinking ahead, that's also an equally impossible task. Um, but there have right. been. Yeah, there's just been really wonderful examples of people that I've met, you know, in industry and academia who've been able to find these like niches because they've really pushed through with um, what they what they what they know that they like and they know that they're very, very uh, good at. So what essentially what I'm saying is that, you know, if you like chemistry and you like music or you like business, but you also like, um, uh, you know, history or, or, or things like that, I, I really think like, you know, uh, from, from my vantage point, um, really, really diving deep into those when you have the opportunity to, um, you should definitely, you, you know, it's definitely something that um, y'all should, do and you know we talked about sustainability uh I, I i do i firmly believe that um you know the sustainable uh path is one that will take advantage of you know these different threads that um a person would nurture by by following um these these uh passions yeah well, that's it's it's extending, you know, the previous good advice that you've you've provided. And it's also I mean, I think it's particularly in, inspiring 
because if we, as we talk about your path and as we talk about your your willingness to stay open and look for convergences, and but also be sustainable, but also willing to hold on to multiple interests and be broad in, in, in your exploration and your curiosity, um, it speaks well towards what you've been able to accomplish. And I think it will be you know a point of inspiration for uh, the students and others that are, are are hearing your story and also you know hearing hearing that it, it, it can be achieved right if one sticks to these things yes. and 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 uh, you know approaches them in a healthy fashion so uh, Hanoi thank you so much this has been you know such a pleasure um, both of our conversations um, and yeah I, I look forward to, as, as things move forward with TikTok I would love to hear more um, so please do stay in touch yes will do thank you very much for having me Yep. Um, So, yet again, until next time, don't be afraid to use the word career, but always stay crafty.